Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. E and ends with T. That's Dreft, the greatest suds discovery in 2,000 years. Dreft brings you The Life of Riley. Draft, D-R-E-F-T, Draft, Procter & Gamble's Sudsing Miracle for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Whenever Chester A. Riley and his co-worker Jim Gillis get to talking about their respective sons... A verbal sparring match invariably results. Right now, Gillis is leading with an innuendo. Hey, you give me a big pain, Riley. Always exaggerating about your junior. Now, wait a minute, Gillis. All I said was my junior is a normal boy. Well, that's exaggerating. <laughs> is that so? I don't see your Egbert on a school basketball team. So what? It don't take brains to bounce a ball. Now, you take my Egbert. He's got a head on his shoulder. So that's what that thing is. <laughs> Take a tip from me, Gillis. Don't let him stick that head into a vegetable store or some clerk will sell it for a squash. Very humoresque. <laughs> but all your junior does is fool around. Ain't it time he thought about getting a job? Oh, he's too young. There's plenty of time for him to go to work after he gets married and his wife loses her job. <laughs> Well, my egg boy ain't no loafer like your junior. He's waking already after school. Puts in three hours a day at a big plant. Uh, well, my boy don't have to work for starvation wages for strangers. He can always work for me. <laughs> if junior needs money, he knows that if he mows the lawn, cleans the garage, empties the incinerator, and puts out the garbage, I'm always good for a dime. <laughs> my egg boy ain't working for the money. He signed up in the employment training program at school. Employment training? Ain't Junior told you about it? Well, I... Uh... I thought not. See, this is a special course to give boys industrial experience. Uh, what good's that? Wait till they get out of school. You'll see what's the good. While your Junior's unemployed, my egg boy lands a job as superintendent for a big corporation. And he works hard. In a few years, he's general manager. And your Junior's still unemployed. And he keeps on working hard. Soon he's president. But your Junior's still unemployed. And then my egg boy retires and don't wake no more. So what did he accomplish with all his hard work? He winds up a bum, just like Junior. <laughs> face the facts with your face, Riley. My egg bite's heading for success. But your Junior's going to wind up a flop. And why? No ambition. And whose fault is that? His mother's? No, it's your fault. Because you brought him up to be like you. He is not like me. He's a fine boy. And he's got plenty of ambition. <laughs> plenty of ambition, huh? Then why ain't he taking this course? Well, uh, well, I'll tell you why. Because I brought my boy up not to do nothing until he hears from me. And when I get home, he's going to hear from me. <laughs> and then what do you think, Junior? Gillis had the nerve to say that you wouldn't take this training course. Why, it sounds like a wonderful course. Well, sure. That's why I told Gillis you'd jump at the chance. It's all decided, huh, Junior? You'll do it. Would you like to, Junior? Well, sure he would. Riley, please let the boy make his own decision. Oh, sure, sure. I ain't forcing him. Go on, Junior. Make your own decision to do it. Well, no, Pop. I don't want to take that course. What do you 
mean you don't want to take the courts? I'm still your father, and I order you to take the courts. Now, wait, Riley. If he doesn't want to Please, take it... Please, let him make his own decisions. <laughs> but I can't take that course. I'm busy every afternoon. I've got basketball practice. Basketball? Where'll that get you in the business world? You don't see Rockefeller in the stock exchange running around in his underwear shooting field goals. <laughs> oh, Riley, I don't understand you. You were the one who kept Urgent Junior to go in for basketball. Well, yes, but now I see that there's more important things than basketball. When Junior goes and applies for a big job, he's got to be able to do something else besides dribble. <laughs> well, Junior, go on, make your decision. I don't want to go to work. Well, that settles that. It don't settle nothing. The boy don't know his own mind. Well, this course is important for your future. You get wonderful training, and now's the time to get it. What do you want to be when you grow up, a success or a failure? I just want to be like you, Pop. <laughs> Nothing doing. You'll be a success. <laughs> the trouble with you, Junior, you ain't got any ambition. Oh, Riley, he's still young. Never mind. When I was his age, I was already thinking of my career. Day and night, I dreamed of following the sea. So what did I do? For the next five years, I studied navigation so as I could get a job. And I got one. <laughs> a deckhand on the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> well, that was only temporary. I quit after eight years. <laughs> I only mentioned it to show you how important ambition is. Well, what do you say, Junior? Make your decision. Well, I don't know, Pop. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Either you do it or you won't do it. All right, then I won't do it. Wait, wait a minute, Junior. <laughs> Junior, let's go back to Maybe. Ah, oh, Pop, I really don't want to do it. All right, don't do it. So this is how you repay me. After all I've done for you, this is how you make it up to me for the pain and suffering I went through bringing you into the world. <laughs> ask your mother. Ah, oh, gee, Pop. Now I... I ask you to do one little thing for your own good. All right, Pop, I'll do it. That's enough. You will, honest? Yeah, I'll sign up tomorrow. Oh, that's well, son. You see, there's nothing like making your own decisions. <laughs> and believe me, Junior, you'll never regret it. This may be the beginning of a big career. It'll make it easier for you to get a job when you graduate. Well, sure. Why, just like that, you'll be able to get a job in a big plant like, like, like General Motors. And you work hard. Pretty soon you're general manager. And then vice president. And then president. President? Yes, sir. And just remember, I'm the guy that helped put you there. I don't want no reward, Junior. When you're the head of General Motors 20 years from today, all I want is your influence to get me a new 1946 Chevrolet. Gee, Mr. Stevenson, I never thought the school would send me to the same plant where my father works. Well, Junior, I like to encourage father-son teams in the plant, so when I saw your name on the list the school sent out, I asked for you. Boy, it'll be swell working with Pop. Yes, but just remember this. In business, it's wise to forget the pop stuff. Looks bad in front of the other employees. So while you're in the plant, your father is just employee number 79. 79? Yes, sir, I'll remember. Well, it's time we put you to work. We'll start you off in Section D. That's where your father works. You mean I'm going to do riveting? Oh, no, no. You're going to be a sort of assistant to the new efficiency expert. Here, all your instructions are on this sheet of paper. Just follow them to the letter, and you'll do okay. I'll try, sir. I'll try to be as good a worker as my father. Hmm. <laughs> Come along. Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie, wake up. Uh, uh, what's the matter? Wake up. Well, why? Did the whistle blow for lunch? 
Listen, Riley, you better not let the boss catch you sleeping on a job. Well, I'm doing him a favor. I read a scientific article what proved that if a working man takes a nap for 15 minutes, he stores up 30 minutes extra energy for the use of the boss. Yeah, but you slept an hour. Well, in that case, they owe me overtime. <laughs> you better watch it, Riley. There's a rumor one of them efficiency experts is going to start checking on us today. You know what them slave drivers is like. Yeah, I was looking for improvements. If there's eight guys working, they tell you to improve it until four guys can do the same job. Then they say improve it until two guys can do the job. And then they still yell improve it until only one guy can do the job. First thing you know, you've improved yourself into the unemployed. That's right. So what's your peas and carrots? <laughs> they won't catch me. The minute I see them snooping around, I put on an act. I start looking intelligent. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays, you know, they work different. They don't snoop. They just walk right up to you, give you a big smile, shake your hand, and they say, this is just a routine check. And that's the last check you get. <laughs> Listen, Gillis, I do my work. And right now I feel like resting. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Hey, hey, get up. There's the boss. Where, where? You see him over there by the far door. Oh, yeah. Who's that with him? You, you mean that little runt? Yeah. Hey, that must be the new efficiency guy. Oh, brother, I bet an axe is going to fall today. Oh, I ain't scared. Not me. Oh, they wouldn't fire me. Gillis, what's the address of that unemployment insurance office? <laughs> They're stopping at every machine. What's the little guy doing? Nothing. He's just standing there in back of the boards. Uh, probably one of them dopes who don't know what to say. And now Stevenson's leaving. The little guy's coming this way. Hey, that face is familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it does look familiar. You know, if he didn't look so stupid, I might take him... <laughs> junior. My junior. What's he doing here? I don't know. He... Oh. Oh, it's that school course. Junior! Junior, here I am. Oh, Hi. You surprised to see me? But, Junior, why didn't you tell me? Well, I didn't know I was going to be assigned here. I'm a helper to the new efficiency expert. Oh, 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 oh boy, what a break, Gillis. Here we were worried this efficiency expert was going to be some smart guy. And it turns out to be my own son. <laughs> <laughs> Gillis, from here on in, we're coasting. <laughs> All right, break it up. On the job. Uh, <laughs> get a load of him, Gillis. Ain't he great? Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on now, get on that machine. No loafing. Now, now, wait a minute, son. Are you forgetting who I am? No. You're number 79, and you're supposed to do Operation 360, and you've got 30 seconds to do it. But, Junior, I'm your father. Yeah, I know, but you've only got 28 seconds now. I'm your mother's husband. 26 seconds. But, Junior... 24 seconds. Oh, gee, please hurry. I'll have to report all you to... All right, all right. I'm stuck. Uh, that's 15 seconds. Eight seconds. Five seconds. Oh, Gillis. What did I ever do to deserve this? There he stands. My own son. Timing me with the watch I gave him for Christmas. The rallies will be back in a minute. Now, this is Ken Carpenter speaking for Draft. Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Maybe you've wondered why Draft can work such wonders in your dish pan. Well, here's the reason. Draft is different from soap. It never leaves a cloudy film on dishes the way all soaps do. Draft's amazing suds rinse clean and clear. It's all because there's no cloudy film to be polished off. Your Draft wash dishes and glasses dry with a brilliant sparkle, polished or not. 
And you say, what about that bugaboo, the sticky grease on pots and pans? Just listen. Draft gets rid of grease the way no soap in the world can do. Pots and pans come shining clean and fast. And fast action on grease really cuts your dishwashing time. Another advantage of Draft, important to you women who do dishes three times a day. Draft suds are kind to your hands. Yes, you women who wash your lovely lingerie and nylons in Draft, you know how mild those rich Draft suds are to delicate colors. Draft is as non-alkaline as pure drinking water. So ladies, for dishes that shine in half the time, get Draft in the bright green package. Draft, the amazing suds discovery that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. When Riley urged his son, Junior, to take a part-time job in a plant as part of the industrial training course at school, he never dreamed that Junior would be assigned to the very same plant where Riley is employed. Now, Junior's job is that of an apprentice time engineer, and one of the men he's been timing for the past three days happens to be his own father. How was that, Junior? Ten seconds too slow. Uh, Speed it up. You'll have to go faster. Faster? How much faster can I go? I'm sorry, but you'll have to do it. That's order. But, Junior, I... You better hurry. You ain't human. I didn't raise a son. I raised a monster. A Frankfurter. <laughs> faster. Well, what'd you stop for? Why did you stop? Because I want to scratch my nose and I like to use both hands. <laughs> Do you mind? All right, all right. Knock off for lunch. Well, it's about time. Oh, am I tired. I can hardly open my lunchbox. Well, let's see what Peg gave us. Oh, sandwiches. Oh, boy. Oh, that's good. I like it. Junior, you don't have to time me while I'm eating. Today. That slave driver. He's nothing but a Simon Legree. He's heartless. He's... Riley, I thought you made a resolution not to call your boss names. Who's talking about the boss? I'm referring to your son. Riley, he's our son. Yeah, but it's your half that's making me work so hard. <laughs> he ain't letting me stop for one minute since he's been in that plant. Now, dear, Junior's only doing his job, same as you do yours. Besides, this was all your idea. Well, now I got another idea. He's resigning. But you wanted him to get some training so he could be a success. Yeah, but I also want to be around to enjoy it. The way he's been driving me, I won't last much longer. Oh, stop it. It isn't that bad. Oh, ain't it? Look, look, he's ruining my arms. He's putting muscles in them. Look. Hi, Mom. Hello, dear. Hello, Pop. Number 79 to you. Ah, we aren't in the plant now. Relax. Relax, huh? How many seconds I got to do that in? 
Don't be like that, Pop. I was just doing my job. You said a fella should always do his job no matter what. Of course. Now, don't be childish, Riley. Uh, anyway, after tomorrow, I'm being switched to another department. Uh, it's about time. I just have to hand in my report on the men I timed, and then I go to work in the tool shop. Oh, and say, look, I got paid. Four fifty. Take it, Mom. Oh, oh no, Junior. You keep it, dear. Nah, go on. Take it. Buy yourself something. No, that money ought to go to the one who worked for it. Your mother's right. Give it to me. All right, all right, but we'll never get rich this way. He earns four and a half, and I spend five for liniment. Junior, dear. Oh, yeah, Mom? Isn't it time you were in bed? Oh, I gotta finish this report for Mr. Stevenson. My, it's taking you a long time. Well, I'm almost finished, only... Well, I don't know what to report about one man in the department... What man? Well, I can't mention names. It's confidential. Oh? But you see, this man isn't a very good worker. He's pretty slow, and a couple of times, I caught him sleeping on the job. Oh, it's your father. (laughs) Oh, no. Pop's a wonderful worker. He's about the best. Well, this other man, well, I really shouldn't tell you, but his name is Gleason. And if I tell the truth in the report, he's liable to get fired. Well, then, don't report him. But then I wouldn't be doing my job. I don't know what to do. Oh, it is a problem. Hey, hey, where are you? Look, dear, why don't you ask your father's advice? Oh, no, I can't. Mr. Stevenson said I shouldn't discuss it with any employee. Well, you don't have to mention names. Well, I don't know. Hey! Oh, I'm in Junior's room. Uh, what's going on in here? Oh, nothing, dear. Uh, Junior wants to ask your advice about something. Oh, okay, sure. What's the trouble, Junior? Well, I... I'll leave you two alone to talk it over. All right, well, what's uh, what's bothering you, son? Uh, never mind, Pop. I better not talk about it. Oh, come on. When you're worried, the best thing to do is talk about it. That's what I always do. The way I figure it, the brain is like a room. And the mouth is like a ventilator. And when I worry, the room gets hot and stuffy. So I open my ventilator and let the hot air out. <laughs> well... It's this report for Mr. Stevenson. Oh, well, what's the problem? They're all a bunch of good guys in my department. Yeah, all except one. Yeah, who's he? Well, I can't tell you. It's confidential. But if I tell the truth about how this man works, he's liable to get fired. Now, look, son. You were given a job. It's your duty to do it honest, no matter what. But I don't want to get the man fired. No, neither do I. But that ain't our responsibility. That's up to the boss. All you got to do is tell the truth in your report. Well, I... Believe me, son, in the business world, there's no room for sediment. Duty comes first. I guess you're right, Pop. I'll have to do it. But it, it's kind of a dirty trick to report all these things. What thing? Well, he's always falling asleep on the job and, and calling the boss names. Oh, I see. Well, if he's that type of... Junior, have pity on this poor man. You can't report him. He's got a family to support. Oh, you guessed who it is. Oh, I didn't want you to know. Junior, don't do it. Have mercy for my sake. With Pop. There's no room for sentiment in business. Who's been filling your head with such stupid nonsense? Well, you just said it, Pop. Oh, well, I, I, I didn't mean it. I was wrong. No, Pop, you weren't wrong. Don't contradict me. When I say I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> Junior, you, you just can't do this. Think how I'll feel. My own son doing a thing like this. But, Pop, you said duty comes... Never mind. You shouldn't listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry who opens my big mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pop, but I'll just have to do my duty. Thanks for straightening me out. 
Well, that's your final answer? Yes, Pop. My conscience won't let me do anything else. All right. Have it your way. But the next time you want some extra money, go to your conscience and get it from him. Wheeling on his own father. Thanks for straightening me out, he says. If he hands in that report, who's going to straighten me out? Perhaps I can be of assistance. <laughs> who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Honest, Digger, I feel terrible. I got trouble with my boy again. Ah, yes. Boys can be a headache. Yesterday, some boys stole a sign from a laundry and hung it on the door of my place of business. Oh, I was furious. Well, why? What did the sign say? Free pickup and delivery. <laughs> well, what Junior's going to do is worse. He works in my plant part-time, and his job is to hand in a report on how I work, and it's going to be a bad report. Oh, I know how you feel. When I was an apprentice... An efficiency expert handed in a report on how I work. In it, he said, Odell works like a beaver. Well, what's wrong with that? Is that bad? It is indeed. In our profession, you work like a gopher. <laughs> but if this report is bad, I can get fired. Have you reasoned with the lad? Oh, it's no use. He's stubborn. Then there's nothing you can do there. In our profession, we have a say. If a man doesn't move when you nudge him, and he pays no heed when you budge him, if he doesn't respond when you bop him, just drop him. Well, there must be something I can do. Eureka, I have it. Has Junior handed in this report yet? No, not yet. He's going to do it this morning. Then you must stop him. How can I? You're his father and legal guardian. Make him quit the job. Then he won't have to hand in a report. That's right. Why didn't I think of that before? Oh, Digger, you're a real pal. I'll remember you as long as I live. And I'll remember you longer than that. <laughs> well, I'd better get down to the plant and get hold of Junior. In that case, Junior, I'd better be shoveling off. Think that my own son. Hey, Riley, what are you doing up here in the office? I'm looking for Junior. He's going to hand in a bad report on me. I'll get fired. <laughs> Some boy you got selling out his own fish and blood. <laughs> I've got to stop him before he gets to Stevenson. Uh -uh, tough luck, Riley. I seen him go into Stevenson's office about five minutes ago. He's in there already. Yeah, putting the hooks into you. My own son squealing on me with his own mouth. The same little mouth he used to say da da and goo goo with. <laughs> hey, look, Riley. The transom's open. If we get closer, we can hear what he's saying. I don't want to hear it. Come on. Maybe it ain't as bad as you think. But kill us, I... This is a fine report, Junior. I'm happy to note that most of the men in the department are hardworking, conscientious, and intelligent. I wish they'd hurry up and get to me already. <laughs> but this one here, he's not only lazy, but a bit on the stupid side. They got to me. <laughs> You're sure about this, Junior? Now's his chance to back out. You can change your mind, you know. Well... Come on, son. Change your mind. I'm sorry, but that's my opinion. I had to have a son who's stubborn like his father. 
Then you recommend that I fire him, Junior? Well, I think... This has gone far enough. I'm going in there. No, no, wait, Riley. No, no. I think... Never mind what you think. Pa. Riley, what's the idea? I'm going to tell you what I think. But, Pa... Don't pop me, you ungrader. I'll pop you. Now, listen, Riley. You listen to me. You think you're smart, huh? Get an innocent little kid to squeal on his father so you can fire him. Oh, no, You Pop. think you know everything, huh, Stevenson? Well, believe me, there's plenty you don't know. I've been getting away with murder for the last five years. <laughs> like every time I want to sneak out for a smoke, I fix up a dummy at my machine and nobody knows the difference. <laughs> you didn't know that, huh? Randy, would you please fight down? I remember when you asked for suggestions and proving the company? Remember the note you got that said, get rid of Stevenson? Well, that was my suggestion. <laughs> you didn't know that, But, huh? Riley, I'm not only that. that. For a year, you've been trying to find out who put the cocoa in the time clock. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> and not only that... Listen, you big dumb clock, we're not talking about you. We're talking about Gleason. <laughs> and not only that, boss, I'm the biggest liar in the whole planet. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Ladies, your silks, woolens, nylons, and dishes all deserve the very finest care. So use Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle. It gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. Yes, now with Dreft, you can wash your pretty lingerie, stockings, precious woolens, and know that colors will stay brighter in pressure far longer than with even the most expensive soap flakes. Now that's because Dreft is different from any soap or soap flakes you've ever used. Draft's amazing suds rinse clean and clear. They leave no dulling film the way all soaps do. And, of course, dress the suds to get the dishes so clean they shine, even without wiping. Yes, to make glasses sparkle beautifully, whether you polish them or not. So for faster, brighter, safer cleaning for so many of your nice things, get Draft in the bright green package. Remember, don't get left, get Draft. <laughs> And then, Peg, when I found out, I almost fell through the ceiling. Boy, it's lucky for me Stevenson has a sense of humor. Otherwise, I'd have been fired for sure. Oh, Riley, why didn't you talk this over with me last night? I knew it was Gleason who was getting the bad report. Uh, uh, but after 17 years, you can't keep secrets from me. Oh, Dumplin', you're so understanding. Procter & Gamble, makers of dress, the Sudsing Miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, invite you to be their guests next week. Here, The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shipp, and Henry Posner. Music by Lou Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown, Junior is Tommy Cook, and Stevenson is Ken Christie. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history... Use draft. Don't get left, get draft. Well, well, the school bell. Come, fair student, time to spell. I'll spell D-R-E-N-E. Dream. For glamour, luster, sheen. Right. Dream shampoo reveals all the natural luster of your hair. Not a soap shampoo, so never leaves any dulling film. Yes, for lovely, lustrous hair. Dream shampoo with hair conditioning action. No other shampoo leaves hair more lustrous, yet so easy to manage. D-R-E-N-E.
again next week when Draft the Sadzing Miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes brings you The Life of Riley. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.